Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. I am your host, Kristen Brown. A couple months ago, one of my followers on Facebook requested that I make a episode on overcoming bitterness. And it's such a great topic. And I agreed to do it. I actually wrote a sticky note and stuck it to my computer so I could look at it every day because I knew I was right in the middle of the boundary series and that was going to take me at least eight eight weeks. And then I had a couple other episodes in the queue ready to be released. So here it is. I am making your overcoming bitterness episode. And thank you for reaching out and asking for that. And any other time you guys you have a certain question or you're listening to an episode and it brings up something for you, reach out to me. That's why I'm here. I love what I do. You are not bothering me. You are not infringing on me. I will respond back to you. And sometimes if I'm in the middle of something, I might send back a little note that says, hey, on vacation, I'll get back to you in a week, but I will get back to you. I like getting back to you. This is fun to me. This is why I do what I do. So I want to tell you guys a little story. You might have heard it in a previous episode. I definitely know a lot of my coaching clients have heard this story. (laughs) Yeah, not one of my shining moments, but it's okay because it was authentic and it was organic and it was human. And just saying that kind of made my eyes, you know, the, the glands behind my eyes sting a little bit like I was tearing up because I remember that place I was in. I remember being so lost and so afraid and so hopeless and so helpless, I literally felt like I was dangling over an abyss that was so deep that if I had succumbed and fell into it, that I would never return. And that abyss was bitterness. I recently heard it stated that bitterness is a chronic and pervasive state of smoldering resentment. Think about that. A chronic and pervasive state of smoldering resentment. Also, I've heard that bitterness comes from hurt that takes form of anger and then turns into bitterness. I've also liked to say that bitterness is to me a feeling of hopelessness and helplessness, a feeling that it's not going to get better. It is being the recipient of other people's crappy behaviors and shitty treatment of us and it building up inside of us and we start to believe blanket statements like all men are jerks, all women are controlling we start to believe there's no good people. You know, I'm making these up. You can fill in the blank for what your area of bitterness might be. Bitterness is also about being stuck in victimhood. It means something has happened to us and, and friends and family and all you people out there. I am not discounting or condoning anything that has happened to you. Believe me. I know people pull some really rank stuff and I'm not condoning what anybody has done to you. But when we stay in a state of victimhood, which is poor me, then we're going to perpetuate that negative, bitter, resentful feeling inside of us. And it takes a strong countenance and a really firm decision to rise out of that. Now, there's several reasons 
why we want to heal the bitterness in our life. For me personally, when I had, you know, I think I've had bouts of bitterness. I'd have to really think hard about that just here and there throughout my life. But there was a time, like I said, where I was really dangling. And that bitterness had such a grasp on me that it it could have debilitated my life for the rest of my life. It could have sunk me into a pit that I could have just sat in. And you know what? In the beginning of that, people probably would have been okay with that. They would have agreed and they would have liked to be angry and resentful and bitter with me. And I probably would have attracted people to me energetically that were in that same space. And then we'd all sit and commiserate about this crappy things that that happen in life and which would have perpetuated the cycle for all of us. But I knew this and I was like, yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want this to debilitate my life. I do not want the actions of somebody else to affect my peace and joy forever. I needed to take my life back. I needed to take my power back. So for those of you who are listening to this, you might be tearing up even right now because it's going to feel so real to you because Bitterness is such a grasp on us, but you're listening to this because you do want out of it. And I'm telling you that you can rise out of it. You just have to make the decision that you're not going to do it anymore. And then you work forward with these couple of tools that I'm going to give you in a few seconds that are going to help you rise out of this pattern that you're in and open your heart and re claim your personal power and your life. So I'd say the first step is making the decision, which is always the first step. That's not what I had the first step written here, but it really is making the decision. It is deciding inside yourself that I I don't want to be bitter anymore. This feel, by the way, I was going to say this feels bad, but the ego thinks it feels great. So there is that, but your spirit knows it's bad. Because the ego, it just fills the ego. And the ego's like, yeah, it's everybody else's fault. And poor you. And nobody cares about you. And life sucks. And the ego loves that. The ego thrives on that. It turns into a big fat tick. Those of you who live in those areas that have ticks, you know what I'm talking about. Ew. They get big, fat, and gray. And they're just full of other people's blood. That's what the ego does. When we are bitter, it fattens itself. And it likes it. So now it's funny that I told a tick story because I live in Arizona and we really don't have them. But we had a farm in Kansas, friends. And man, when we went to that farm and those big fatty ticks were on dogs and stuff, I, I learned right away what a tick is. So I want to go to point number one, which is stop telling your story. Stop. We know. Everybody knows what happened. When you tell and retell and tell and retell, you are actually giving energy to that thing. You are giving blood to the tick. You are perpetuating the situation. You are keeping it alive. How about just stop telling the story? It was interesting. I really wanted people to know my story when it first happened. I really wanted people to know. And there are several reasons. One, because I wanted... I wanted people to understand how bad I was wrong. For two, I was working through it. But there came a a point when I didn't want to tell it anymore. I didn't want to give energy to it anymore. 
And that was such a shift for me because it literally removed it from my face so I could see life in a different way because I stopped putting my focus on it. So like I said, someone does you wrong, someone treats you bad, cheats on you, leaves you, steals money from you, whatever. Um, I've had a lot of betrayal, guys, a lot. And when I talk about it, even now if I bring up those betrayals a lot, I can feel myself sinking into it. It, it can reactivate. That is your story. And I'm not saying it's it's not bad to talk about your stuff. That's not what I'm saying. Again, you guys have to take what I'm saying and filter it through your own soul, in your own mind, in your own psyche, and say, okay, what is too much? You'll know. Because I can tell my story now. Oh, yeah, my this has happened, that happened, this happened. And it's not a big deal. But if I really sit in it and get into the details and stew about it, I can feel myself getting kind of getting back into that space again. What I'm saying is stop telling your story for attention. Stop telling it for attention. So let's go on to number two, which is owning our part. Any part of a story we have a contribution to. It takes two. There is a dynamic. Now, right away, your egos want to go, oh my God, I'm not the one that did this. And I'm not the one that did that. I understand you guys a hundred percent. And no, you're not. And you know what? 90% of it could be your person. You could have been with a complete jackass. I get it. Male or female. This is not gender specific, but there's a piece of you in this equation. Even if your piece was, I stayed too long, or I didn't speak up, or I had no voice, or I could tell a red flag and I ignored it. I didn't inquire further about it. Whatever your piece is, what that does is, again, it lessens the density of the emotion It's like, I have a part in this too. Instead of throwing all your energy field towards this person that did you wrong and just pointing and blaming and ah, ego, you're saying, I had a contribution. And that lessens the negative density of the situation. Number three. Ooh, people love this because they want to fight about it and that's okay because you are on your own path. The F word, forgiveness. Work on forgiving. Remember guys, forgiving is not condoning. It does not mean what your person did is okay then, is okay now, or will be okay in the future. It was bad. It was shitty. It was betraying, it hurt, it was inconsiderate, it was all those things, but it was not okay. It will never condone it. One of the best quotes I ever heard about forgiveness, I want to say it's Marianne Williamson, says, forgiveness releases the toxic tie between you and your perpetrator. So forgiveness is sort of a tricky word for people because it feels people think it does mean condoning. So I'm going to give you this. And this is why I love my Facebook community so much because someone said, I changed the word forgiveness to understanding because that 
My brain could wrap around that more. I could understand that better. So what she's saying is when she understood the wounds and the mechanisms and the egoic drive and the unworthiness and the pain, because we all know that hurt people hurt people, behind her perpetrator's behavior, when she could understand it, that lessened the density of it and started to release the toxic tie between them. So if the word forgiveness doesn't work for you, throw it out. You can call it, you can call it a magic fairy dust. I don't care what you call it. You can call it a tree. Whatever you need to call to work on releasing that tie between you and that person that did that to you is what you're working on. And allow for layers. There's layers to forgiveness. Sometimes we can just, our brain just lets us see a little bit and then it's gone. Like we get a glimpse and it's gone. Sometimes we can sit in it for a long time and kind of see it, but then the anger comes back. Sometimes we go, yeah, I've forgiven. And then six months later, you feel like you haven't forgiven at all. It's okay. Give yourself grace for your process. You, my friend, have tuned into this episode today because you want to know how to overcome bitterness. And for that, you are a 10-star person. You want to learn. Congratulate yourself for trying to learn. Think about how many people don't. A lot of people don't, frankly. There's a good portion of the public that doesn't really want to know. They think they know everything already, and that's okay. That's where they're at. But you, something inside of you is saying, I could know more. There's got to be more. There's something to this. And that is a very, very courageous step. So give yourself grace for this process. All you need to know right now is I am bitter and I don't want to be. And I'm going to implement some steps. So let me recap this real, real quick. Stop telling your story. Stop giving it energy. If you're telling your story to get attention, stop doing it. You don't need attention. Everybody knows you were done wrong. Let's release that. Number two, own your part. Do you have a piece of the equation that you contributed? This doesn't mean you're at fault for the whole device. And maybe you are. If you are, own it. You know, if your person, let's say, did something really bad to you because you had been doing stuff really bad to them, own it. Own it to yourself. Get out of the bitterness. That's your goal. And the third part is to forgive. Not only forgive your person, but forgive yourself for anything that you need to forgive yourself to, whether you stayed too long, whether you acted out of character, whether you were out of integrity, whether um, you lost it, whatever it might be. Maybe you maybe forgive yourself for judging yourself. Whatever it might be, my friends, work on it. I want to see you happy. I want to see you embrace your life. And I want to see you go get the best life you can. Because guess what? None of us are exempt from an amazing life. Not one person on this planet is exempt from an amazing, amazing life. Alrighty, everybody. I hope you got a lot from this episode. I just love making these for you. And I super love to hear back from you. And you can really 
give me a little thank you by dropping over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star rating and writing me a little happy review about why you love the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. I super duper appreciate it. And for a limited time, because I'm about ready to change it, you can download your free copy of my entire chapter two of my book that's called Compromising Your Sacred Self. You can find that on my website at www.sweetempowerment.com. I got a new fun and exciting one in the works that you'll be able to download in a couple of weeks too. So jump on over and grab that free download of my chapter two. All right, everybody, until next time, much love.